Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm doing as I do just about every morning before I start work. I'm eating my breakfast, taking my meds, and uh, I watch Young Turks. That's one of my most watched news shows. And uh, I saw the article yesterday on Facebook about the young man who was beaten by like five or six cops in Mesa, Arizona. And um, they kind of played uh, on Young Turks. They played the greatest hits. Uh, the young man being beaten by five or six cops who wasn't even a suspect, by the way. And they showed the 84-year-old woman who was beaten up by the cops. They gave her a black eye. And then, they, of course, they showed the worst of them all. They showed Daniel Shaver. So if you don't know who Daniel Shaver was, he, and notice I said was because the cops murdered him, he was a young man, uh, he was an exterminator. So he was in the hotel room with a friend and he had a pellet gun. So some people saw the pellet gun and they thought it might be a, an actual gun, so they called the cops. And the cop basically engaged him in the world's deadliest game of Simon Says before murdering him. So you could obviously see the kid was terrified. He was literally sobbing and he didn't have a weapon on him he was in like a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and the cop just and the cop told him if you disobey my commands i'm gonna i'm gonna kill you and that's exactly what he did i i get sick and tired of people justifying police murder i mean it's just it's just straight up murder you know i grew up in an, in an an incorporated village out of Long Island. And we had our own police force. So that police force, I don't know if that was ever a rule that you had to live in the town to, uh, to become a cop. I don't know that. You know, I never bothered to look it up. But usually the cops in that town were people that you knew. So they tended to treat the people with a lot more respect because they're neighbors. You understand? Uh, one of the cops, uh, we were in uh, the fire department band. I played uh, bass drum because that's the extent of my musical talent is bass drum. And um, one of the cops, uh, like matter of fact, they were brothers. And one was a uh, Freeport police and one was Freeport fire department, you know, and they lived in the town. And, you know, and I haven't lived in, in my town in, 20 years plus. So if there was ever any police scandals, I don't know about it. But when I lived there, you know, growing up as a kid, we never had run-ins with police like that. You know, unless you actually did something wrong. Now, if you lived in the projects, you may have a different view of the police. <laughs> but I lived in the suburbs, so I didn't have that view of the police. And there was one cop, they used to call him Robocop. And his only thing was he used to give out a lot of tickets. <laughs> so they called him RoboCop and that was pretty much about it and then when you start to go out into the world and then go to Nassau County Police and New York City cops it was a whole different thing because people didn't view those cops as oh hey Officer McFriendly my cat's stuck in a tree can you help of course little boy I will gladly get your cat out of the tree you know it's not like that it's more like they were uh, they were your overseers. They were your enemies. And it was kind of weird, you know, when they uh, when NWA 
made songs like Fuck the Police, people thought that was just fantasy. And then they saw uh, Rodney King get almost beaten to death by a whole bunch of cops while he's laying on the ground. And people still just couldn't believe it. Matter of fact, those cops got off the first time. So they had to retry them to finally get that conviction. I mean, when they when the cops got off, there were riots. Because you could see it on videotape as clear as day. Rodney King on the ground and cops just beating the stuffings out of him. For no reason. I'm not going to say for no reason, but I mean, come on. It's like a whole bunch of cops with billy clubs just hitting them as hard as they could. Like a, 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 a sugared up kid hitting a pinata. And I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore because I have people who like when I post on Facebook about how shitty cops are, they get a lot of pushback. Oh, there's good cops out there. I'm pretty sure nestled in some small town, there's a good cop. There's a cop who wakes up every day and gets his coffee and irons his uniform and shines his shoes and, you know, puts the, the lint roller on his hat and just says, you know what? I'm going to go out there and help people. I'm going to go out there and make a difference in someone's life. And maybe there's some high school student who just lost his mom and he's just having a bad day and then they, they overreact and call the cops. The cops is all right. It's a 15-year-old kid. I don't need to bring my gun. He just takes his gun belt off, blocks it in his trunk, and he goes in there and he talks to the kid and talks him down. Because he just wants to make a difference. I'm pretty sure that there is a writer in Hollywood somewhere who is writing that cop right now. Like, that would be a great Hollywood movie. We have all these Hollywood movies about bad cops. Let Hollywood write a story about a good cop. Like a cop who just makes a difference every day. That script would never see the light of day because nobody would believe that shit. Spielberg couldn't make that shit work. My friend made a point a couple of years back. He said he noticed that every asshole we grew up with in high school is a cop now. And he says, that's not a coincidence. No. It's really not. And the thing is, these cops get away with this stuff because they're protected from the top. Because if bad cops were weeded out, there'd be nothing left but good cops, Right. The cop that shot Tamir Rice, who jumped out of his car. I don't even think he put his car in park. He just jumped out and immediately shot Tamir Rice. He was fired from another police department. And that police department said he is not fit to hold a gun or a badge. And he found another job and ended up killing a teenage boy. I don't even think he was a teenager yet. I think he was like 11 or 12, I think Tamir Rice was. So I just want all these people... To, I mean, it, without with the with the smallest amount of effort, I could probably put together thirty videos in a row and just put them on a just splice them together on a loop of thirty videos of cops just either shooting people or just beating people up who are unarmed. Put thirty of them in a row, splice them together with no effort. And when I say no effort, I mean finding the videos. It would take no effort to do that. That's how many videos there are of cops uh, just pretty much just treating the citizens like enemies. So for all you people 
who think that cops are your friends, I want you to think about something. I want you to think about all the people in all those videos who were hurt, whether they be white, whether they be black, whether they be Hispanic, it does not matter because this goes beyond the color of your skin. Yes, absolutely. African-Americans are disproportionately targeted by the cops. That is a true fact. All you got to do is just read the crime statistics. You know, you hear this stat a lot. Blacks and whites smoke pot at similar rates, and yet blacks go to jail way more than the whites for smoking pot. So, I want you to imagine if one day your kid, doesn't even matter how old he is, you see a cop take a, a baton and just bash your kid's head open on your front lawn because he didn't follow the cop's exact instructions. And then I want you to get back at me and tell me that cops are the good guys. And it's funny, that's what we teach you when we're kids, like the cops are the good guys. And you had like the, the cops would come over and they would, uh, they would come to your school and they portray them as the good guys. And they put that in their heads early. And then the first time that they get uh, pulled over by the cops or stopped by the cops, it's a different matter altogether. The thing is, this is not a, this is not going to be a problem that's going to be solved by the current administration, or it's not going to be solved by the current Justice Department. It's not going to be solved by your, uh, by your town or your city. It has to be solved by us. And what you need to do is you need to get on Wikipedia, and you need to look up your police department, and you need to find out. Who is in charge of your police department? Who appoints the chief of police in your police department? Right? Because sometimes they're elected. Sometimes they're appointed. You need to find that out. And you need to get your people together and put the screws to them. And let them know, hey, we need community-based policing. We need cops to protect the community and not see the community as a threat. Because these cops are trained that way. They're trained to be murderers. They're trained to be mercenaries. You, they need to be trained as police officers. Find out who those people are and you put the screws to them. I'm lucky because I right now live in a town where I've lived. I'm, I'm back in this town for maybe a year and a half now. I've seen the cops like twice. <laughs> so there's no heavy police presence where I live. So cops aren't like stopping. They're not like stopping and frisking people. They're not, you know, it's not like that. So I don't really have much work to do in my area because the cops in my town are very low impact. But I can't say that about Charlotte. I can't say that about other places in, I mean, I live in North Carolina. I can't say that about other places in North Carolina. So the greatest illusion that you could have is that you're powerless, that you just have to do nothing. It'll take a tremendous amount of work, but it could be done. Find out who appoints the chief of police Find out who's in charge of training the police. Put the screws to them. Tell them if it's an elected position, tell them you're elected them out of office. If they don't do something about this. Because one day, I, and, and you know, I don't even like saying stuff like that because I really don't want this to happen to anybody. Whether you agree with me or not, I don't want this to happen to anybody. But I don't want someone to figure out that this is wrong when it's their loved one 
laying on the ground bleeding to death because a cop thought that his cell phone was a gun. I don't want that to happen. So for all you people who think that, oh, uh, everybody's Officer McFriendly, wake the fuck up, man. This is not a game. People are dying here every day. So don't wait until it happens to you or someone you love before you realize that we need to do something about this. Okay. All right. I am going to finish getting ready for work and uh, I'll talk with you guys soon.